Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And I told you a few years ago when you were watching the Beast version of Brock Lesnar that this would not be the best version of Brock Lesnar because if he started coming out saying, hey man, I'm a farmer and wearing dungarees, we all go, oh my gosh, this guy is great. But that is what has happened over the last few weeks and it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. I love good guy, hero, babyface Brock. And I'm here for all of it. My name is also Simon Miller of What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me in always. And because we have had another episode of Smackdown, we take the finger of power and we give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. And as usual, some of it was excellent and some of it will make you go, ha, 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 what the flub is going on? Let's up those downs. Right, Sami Zayn and Brock Lesnar are great together and somehow we need to keep their storyline going for as long as possible. And the first thing we saw on SmackDown this week was Sami Zayn literally getting wheeled to the ring by two nurses. And the very first thing he said when he got a microphone is, oh, by the way, I'm the toughest guy in WWE because Sami Zayn is great. As he told us as well, it wasn't the multiple German suplexes or the fact that both Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns beat him up last week that hurts. It's the fact that Brock Lesnar turned his back on him. And that's why he's going to sue Adam Pearce. That's why he's going to sue Sonya Deville. He's going to sue Brock Lesnar. He's going to sue Roman Reigns. He's going to sue you and he's going to sue me. And damn it, I'll take it. Paul Heyman soon interrupted, I guess, because he knows all about lawsuits. And Sammy was so annoyed about this, he almost instantly got out of his chair. And that made me laugh. Heyman also told us that Roman Reigns isn't going to be here tonight because he's training for the day one pay-per-view. And all of a sudden, it seemed like Sammy Zayn was going to smack him right in the mouth. Uh, but it all became clear to me because who came out to make the save? Kinda, none other than Brock Lesnar. And instantly, Sami Zayn sat right back in his chair, which made me laugh. But this was so simple and it was so smart. And he was all like, Sami Zayn, you should be saying thank you to me because I did you a favor last week because I stopped you having a proper match with Roman Reigns. I don't understand how that makes any sense because Brock absolutely destroyed him. But who's going to argue with this guy? Lesnar even went as far to say that he does want to be friends with Sami Zayn and that they should get together and go hunting in Canada. And I was like, man, I need some kind of buddy movie cop thing between these two guys yesterday. And if somebody hasn't commissioned it, what the fuck is going on? They even started to lead together when Heyman got back on the microphone and was like, man, I must have taken a bunch of drugs because what the hell is going on? This is Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar kills people. And I suppose this kind of 
fueled Brock Lesnar because all of a sudden he did transform into the Brock Lesnar's old and he wiped out everyone. There are many ways you could say, wait a minute, he beat up some nurses so he should be the biggest bad guy ever. But he's not because for some reason he's just so cool. Even though, like I said, he was out there wearing dungarees or overalls. Brock Lesnar is just the best. So of course we achieved a lot here and now we're all going, well is Paul Heyman actually working with Brock Lesnar again? We don't know. So it's just bravo all around. This worked terrifically and it's getting it up. We then found out that RK Bro were gonna be on SmackDown to find out who the best tag team in WWE was because they were gonna be taking on the Usos and the New Day. Now one, nobody ever explained how this was justified, but also two, wasn't that the point of Survivor Series? Wasn't the whole point of Survivor Series? Oh my God, who's the best person in WWE? This made absolutely no sense. And if we're going to do this, why don't we just kill the brand split forever? We also had a quick interview with Brock Lesnar where he was asked, Brock, why did you go to the ring right now? And do you know what he said? Why don't you ask my advocate, Paul Heyman? So you can see what we're doing here. And I genuinely don't know in which direction it's going to head which means it must be a very good wrestling storyline. And then from nowhere, WWE went WWE because it was Humberto Creo or Humberto and Angel Garza or Angel taking on Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. And even though Angel and Humberto, I think are on an undefeated streak, they got to the ring and they lost in one minute and 30 seconds down because i mean seriously they just fought for around about 60 seconds then shinsuke got in there he hit the kinsasha onto hambato and he pinned him and the ref went one two three and i was so surprised because i didn't think this was going to be the finish i honestly sat there looking at my tv like this and who did this help either who did it help i barely had a chance to breathe before this match was over and it's just 50 50 booking and it's absolute worst and it is ridiculous xavier woods was then here doing what xavier woods does and of course he's back with kofi kingston I mean, these guys. Because it was all about him getting his new crown after Roman Reigns broke the last one and he was surrounded by Drew Gulag and the Viking Raiders, but also Ricochet. And that kind of confused me because I was like, why is Ricochet here? He had a cool video last week. I thought he was going to explode back onto the SmackDown scene, but now he just cares about crowns. I think there was some teasing here as well because when the New Day were like, we're the best tag team ever, the Viking Raiders looked at them as if they'd just stolen their wallet. And also, you got to go see this crown. It is the biggest thing you will ever witness in your entire life. Another reason why I love Xavier Woods. He is a silly, silly guy in the best possible way. And then, I swear, WWE lost their damn mind. Because despite having two general managers at the moment, Drew McIntyre found Adam Pearce in the back, and he was all like, oh, why wasn't I in the Battle Royal a couple of weeks ago? And Adam Pearce said, it's because a higher authority figure said you couldn't be. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Higher authority figure, he means the higher power. Oh, Austin, it was me, damn it, it was me. And of course they never said the higher power, but how could that not go into your brain? And then apparently according to this higher power through Adam Pearce, which is the strangest sentence ever, he was like, oh yeah. And this person also said, you ain't allowed to take your sword to the ring anymore. So what did Drew Macken do? He took the sword and he stabbed it right through Adam Pearce's face and he watched him die. I mean, that didn't happen. Instead, he just stabbed it through the desk 
But that is still a very, very weird thing to do. Also, why would Drew McIntyre trust this person? Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody else said you can't do this anymore. Well, who is this person? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just a baby. Sasha Banks was then backstage wishing Tony Storm well because, of course, she is going to have a match with Charlotte Flair later. And I honestly sat there and went, there is no way she's going to win that until I found out it was a championship contender opportunity match or something like that. But honestly... If I had known in what direction this was going to go, I probably would have turned off. When that was done too from nowhere, we were told it was going to be Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. And I swear that WWE never realized what they had with these two. Because it was excellent as all their matches have been, but this whole feud has been so disjointed. Like it started and then they were friends and they weren't friends and then it stopped. If we had actually planned this out, this probably would have been one of the feuds of 2021. Don't get me wrong, I am happy to watch it as many times as possible, but I do feel like we dropped the ball just a little bit. However, up. Cesaro was watching from backstage at the dumbest angle you've ever seen in your life. Like it was honestly like this. Imagine I was watching television from this direction. You'd think I was super weird. And even more worryingly, we didn't see Rich Holland on this episode of SmackDown and he was only mentioned in name. So put your hands up if you're now thinking he may be about to vanish and stay up. Otherwise though, basically what happened is that Drew looked at Sheamus and Sheamus looked at Drew and the bell rang, ding, ding, ding. They ran at each other and they just tried to rip each other's heads off. This was so stiff, this was so violent, it was so brutal, but it was so damn good. I mean, Sheamus was diving off the apron at one point thinking he was some kind of cruiserweight. I mean, Drew went to hit him with the claymore, he got out of the way and just smashed him in the face with a knee. But when that didn't work, he went for the bro kick, but Drew McIntyre got out of the way with that. And because he was thrown into the turnbuckle, it was like some kind of power pad because he came flying back out he did indeed connect with the claymore and he got the win i really enjoyed this though i really did to the point afterwards i went well thank you very much and i was like i don't know who i'm talking to i really do need some help we also had some fallout to this because in the back mad cat moss and happy corbin didn't just steal drew mcintyre's sword but they stole the whole desk they just found this desk and they ran away with it and these two will probably make this work because I do find them very entertaining but also if they are going to start doing this kind of stuff one of them at the very least should become Repo Man. We got a video for Jack Lanza after this who very sadly did pass away this week and it was a very fitting tribute and what a career that guy had when Kayla Braxton was trying to interview Paul Heyman again as he was leaving the arena. She was like I kind of think you were bigging up Brock Lesnar out there and that Roman Reigns would have liked that And of course, Paul Heyman freaked out and he ran away. Up next, it was meant to be Naomi versus Sonya Deville, but it didn't happen. Shucks. Now, this would have been annoying if WWE didn't have something up their sleeve, but as it turned out, WWE did have something up their sleeve. And of course, when Sonya Deville got to the ring, she was all like, oh, Naomi, I've got a little bit of surprise for you, because not only do we have a special timekeeper known as Shayna Baszler, but we also have a special ring announcer known as Natalia. I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound fair. I don't think those two are qualified for those roles, so I'm calling shenanigans. Naomi soon realized she was screwed, so she went on the attack, but of course, wrestling mass meant she didn't have a chance in hell. When all of a sudden, Zia Lee's music started to play, and honestly, flubbed me sideways. This is the kind of thing that WWE should be doing for all debutantes. She had this badass entrance when lightning was coming out of her body. And if you'd never seen her before, your instant reaction would be, well, who the hell is this guy? She just murked everybody out of the ring as well as all the hills were like, oh my gosh, I'm 
terrified. So now straight away, I'm excited to see what she's going to do next week. It really can be that simple. Just make people badasses and just make people cool. That's why it's getting it up. Although I do have to say, because she's being portrayed as a superhero and making the save, it was kind of funny that Naomi was in trouble, but Zia still did her whole entrance when she was doing all these moves. I was like, you are wasting a lot of time right now. You probably want to get going. The cast of Jackass then turned up on SmackDown. I mean, they know they've got a new movie coming out, but it was a bit like, how the hell that happened? They were talking to RK Bro, and obviously Riddle was getting super excited about this. And when they turned to Randy on, they said, Randy, how do you feel? He was like, I don't care. And then he just walked off. And then, yes, our big plan for Tony Storm versus Charlotte Flair became clear. Do you remember what I just said literally seconds ago about making people look cool and making people look like badasses? We did not do that here down. Because while the match was quite good and the fans were behind Tony Storm, and I was like, well, who were, hey, that works. Around about three minutes in, I can't help it, I try not to laugh, Charlotte Flair started to beat Tony Storm up, as you're meant to do in a wrestling match. But the ref went, no, I think you're beating her up a little bit too badly. So I am going to call for the disqualification. I mean, look at me, I cannot stop shaking my head because now, of course, Tony Storm is the number one contender, but it's happened in the weakest way possible. And unless she's gonna go on to beat Charlotte Flair for the championship, which I do not believe deep down in my tum-tum at all, all this does is make Tony Storm look like an idiot. And I've watched Tony Storm for a lot of her career, she no idiot. This finish just has to die as well because no one should ever lose because they got punched too many times in the head when one of the things about professional wrestling is to punch your opponent. Also, yes, bring it down. There's the DQ board that rolls up to 68, which means we're probably going to hit 70 disqualifications in 2021. I just don't get it. I mean, who in their right mind thinks this is getting Tony Storm over? Nobody. I think we then got the explanation for why RK Bro are on SmackDown, and it's because they won sort of Twitter poll. I just went, what? What, what does that even mean? But apparently that's why they're here. It also meant our main event was RK Bro versus the New Day versus the Usos to find out the best tag team in WWE. Although surely if you're the tag champions, that makes you the best tag team in WWE. But none of this matters because all these six guys are great and it's getting it up. The whole thing as well was built around the fact that Randy Orton was desperate to get a tag, but Riddle kept getting beaten up, but also people kept screwing the Viper over. Like at one point, an Uso pulled him off the apron, Kofi Kingston stopped him, Riddle and Orton were about to tag, but they just couldn't do it. It was like you really wanted a PS5 for Christmas, but instead you got a flipping Game Gear. Riddle also took a tonking throughout this match, which I guess is just his role at the moment, and when he did make the hot tag for Randy Orton, I don't care what your feelings about Mr. Randy are, he went absolutely wild and the crowd loved it. And I couldn't help it. The energy came out of the TV. It smacked me right in my face. And I was like, man, I'm having a good time. He also went crazy on the outside of the ring because members of the New Day kept running at him. So he just kept giving them back suplexes. And then he got back in the ring and he saw Jimmy Uso. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to give you an RKO. Sadly, he didn't realize that Xavier Woods had made a blind tag. And then Jay Uso was back in there to kick Randy Orton right in the face. But then Jay Uso was the legal man somehow. So New Day hit that backbreaker foot stop finish thingamajig and they got the pin and despite not being any version of wwe tag team champions we were told the new day are the best tag team in wwe i don't know but this was fun smackdown then just ended so yeah i don't know why we did this match i suppose we just had nothing else 
But again, it was entertaining. And really, if you go into WWE these days thinking that they're going to explain everything, well, you haven't been watching for a long ass time. Also, the brand split is rubbish and I would be happy if WWE did do away with it. But I thought this SmackDown was actually quite enjoyable. There is far more nonsense on it than there was about six months ago. It's like Raw has infected a little bit. But like I say, I had a good time. I'm giving it up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.